Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 11th day of June, and I'm Paul White, and I'm so thankful you're with me. It's a Saturday. That means I'm going to give you a little heads up on what's coming. We drop a full sermon every Sunday at paulwhiteministries.com. The video is available there. The audio is available there. You can get on our YouTube page, PWM, to see the video, or you can listen to the audio wherever you're listening to this podcast. The full-length sermon tomorrow will be titled, The Pharisee and the Tax Collector. And yes, it is about Jesus' parable from the book of Luke of the Pharisee and the Tax Collector. This was our May 2022 monthly meeting in Chapin, South Carolina. And we delivered this message to the good group there for May on a Monday evening. We had to switch some things up in May and meet on Monday instead of our normal Friday. I do want to invite you, by the way, we'll be in Chapin on the 24th of June. That's Friday night, June 24th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Directions are on our website. This message starts out, I read one verse, the verse that leads into the story where Luke gives a description of the kind of people Jesus was talking about. And then I use Luke's description to lay out a three-point mini-sermon and work with both Old and New Testament texts to deal with Luke's little mini-sermon. Luke talks about the kind of people that Jesus is addressing, and I use some scriptures to address those as well dealing largely with self-righteousness and the inability to be righteous based upon the law. And then about halfway through the sermon, we take that as our introduction and we read the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. This, in case you forgot, is the parable in which the Pharisee prays, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like other men, this tax collector, for instance. And then the tax collector prays and beats his breast and hangs his head and says, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, one goes justified, the other does not. And there's more there than meets the eye, and we walk through it. It's about a 53-minute sermon. The last 20 or 25 minutes really lands on that parable, but I went ahead and titled it The Pharisee and the Tax Collector Anyway, uh, even though we deal with some other things. And I think you're going to enjoy this. This is one that I had a particularly good time studying and an even better time delivering. And it was one that we got a lot of positive feedback in the room from people who got to see something through a different lens. Also, after this week, we will go back to our audio releases of the sermons from the conference we did in Floyd's Knob, Indiana, the CIM conference. That's coming up. We're kind of bouncing back and forth between audio and video. But this particular weekend, the Pharisee and the Tax Collector, there's video available. So if you like video with your audio when it comes to sermons, then this is a weekend for you. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 4. We've been dealing with Paul's instructions to young Timothy, and let's spend a few minutes now getting into these little examples he uses at the end of chapter 4, beginning in verse 12. Let no one despise your youth. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. That's asking a lot, right? Your words, your actions, your love, your spirit, your faith, your purity. 
I, I don't want to insinuate that Paul is, is holding this list up as a list of demands, but I don't want to lessen the severity of it as well. I don't think you can make any kind of case based on Paul's writings that Paul thinks these things are what make you a Christian or that if you're not doing these things, you're somehow not a believer. We know better. We know that righteousness isn't determined by our actions and it's not determined by what we do or don't do. Otherwise, why do we need the finished work of Jesus? But let's not lessen the severity of this phrase. Paul believes very much in saying the right thing, living in a manner that brings no dishonor to God, loving your neighbor, walking in the Holy Spirit. Some early translations, by the way, exclude that one, in spirit. Living a life of faith and living a life of purity and whatever purity entails. Purity seems to be one of those things that maybe we have a hard time defining what it is, but we sure know what it isn't. And Paul doesn't get any deeper than that. But all of that's really wrapped up in one instruction, and that's don't let anyone despise your youth. So apparently Timothy's a young man, and maybe so young that he's being he's not being taken seriously. And it probably bothers him, and I say probably... I know it does because I have been that young man. And when you go into ministry young, I, I started preaching at 15. And I wasn't qualified. Of course I wasn't qualified. You're qualified to do much of anything at 15. But it was a different time and place and a different culture. And I preached and I preached a lot. And I started doing a lot of meetings and then started doing a lot of revivals and then pastored churches and of all of that, I remember there was, it was a constant battle. And looking back, probably a lot of it was in my own head, but I know it was real. A constant battle to prove yourself because you were young. I, I never entered a room of other preachers that I wasn't the youngest preacher. And that actually got in me. It, it kind of set me on a course mentally. I don't know that I'm off of it. I'm 45 years old, but I still go into a room of other preachers and feel like that 15-year-old kid. I always feel like they're all older than me. They're all smarter than me. They've all done more than me. Um, I've tried to turn that to my advantage and say, that keeps you humble. That keeps you not being cocky, thinking you're the smartest guy in the room. This perpetual idea that you're always the youngest guy. And I'm 45. I am still in a lot of rooms the youngest guy, but I feel like really the youngest guy. Like it's almost shocking to me now when there are people younger than me and I think, oh, wow, you could, you know, that's, that's a whole different perspective. Um, the dark side of that is that I have spent too much time trying to prove myself and I still have a little bit of that. Like I need to come up with something. And I have to lay that at the feet of Jesus a lot and say, release me from this need to come up with something. Maybe when Paul says to Timothy, let no man despise you in your youth, he knows that Timothy is struggling with being the youngest preacher there. And so Paul tries to focus him away from his age and onto his life and say, look, 
You got a whole life ahead of you. So take it, pay attention to what you pay attention to. Tell the truth. Live pure. Walk in faith. Listen to the Spirit. It, it's really good advice regardless of your age. But if you are a young person and you're struggling in a world full of mature Christians and older ministers, you can't change the, th- the part about being young. That's going to go away, by the way, the being young part. But what you can do is pay attention to your own walk. Don't establish your righteousness from it, but don't think it's no big deal because obviously it is. We'll get into these other instructions over the next several days. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.